0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Fountain Church podcast. Our prayer is that God speaks to you in a real and powerful way. So go ahead, grab your Bible, grab a notepad, and your coffee, and let's dive in. How many country folks we got in the house? We got any country folks? Yeah, raise it, raise it high. Yes, yeah, some some country folks. Uh, I am not one. I am a city man. Um, but if you, um, are country, you know, have lived in a country for any length, any length of time, um, or had that experience, it's quite common to you that there's going to be some rodents. There's going to be some animals, uh, around the house, uh, coming around and, um, they're not necessarily welcome. You didn't invite them, but they are there. And it's quite commonplace if you've grown up in the country somewhere, um, true funny story is, you guys remember, I think it was like three or four weeks ago, Pastor Matt shared a story of this skunk. Remember that, remember that story? He was out camping and the skunk came up and just started dogging him. Like, just say something, right? The skunk was telling Pastor Matt, just say something. <laughs> I got something for him. He ended up getting away, thankfully, uh, unharmed, meaning Pastor Matt, unharmed. Um, and uh, But so a couple weeks ago, we had gone on a staff retreat and um, uh, out in kind of near Yosemite, I don't know if you're familiar with Bass Lake. Amazing, beautiful little lake. And so uh, this one particular night, I forget what it was, but there was going to be there was an expected like an asteroid shower uh, with, within a couple hours. So just a bunch of different um, shooting stars and all that. And so Pastor Matt and I, we had a, just a long day in the sun. It was very hot, and so we had fallen asleep a little bit early, and. Our brave, beautiful wives, uh, Myla and Jackie, ha, you know, they wanted to go watch. And so they head outside, and they, they, it's quiet, so no, nobody's up. And so they lay down on, on the street right outside of our cabin, and all of a sudden, some bats start flying, some bats, whew, some bats, right? And now they have rabies, if you didn't know. Um, but bats start flying. And then they, they stop and they say, hey, listen, So, if, because we had saw some raccoons earlier in the day, and raccoons are crazy, if you didn't know that. So they're like, listen, let's make a plan. So if we see anything, we're jumping on the pilot, all right, the Honda Pilot. <coughs> That's where we're going. And so that was the plan. And so they're there laying down. All of a sudden, they hear some wrestling, some <sighs> wrestling. And so they turn and look. And no, no joke between myself and Olga, Pastor Chris, they look, Pastor Jackie looks, and she sees two bears rummaging through some garbage that I didn't tell them this, don't tell them, but I left the garbage bag outside. Uh, I didn't tell them that yet, but I left it out, and I thought to myself, are there bears? No, there's no bears in Yosemite. Anyways, so, so she looks over, and she sees two bears, and Maida, my beautiful wife's like, abort plan, abort, go run. And so they start running, and, and eventually they get in the house, and when they're in the house, they're like, oh, no, like, we should go clean the garbage. Because if we don't, then the bears might come back, other animals, or the, um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not sick. It's, it's, uh, I need my asthma pump, probably. Um, <laughs> just in case in the morning people see and think that they were messy, so let's clean it up, right? So, so they go out. <laughs> Jackie's like, I'll keep watch out. It, it, Maida goes out there, and so she starts picking up the trash. And then that same skunk that got Pastor Matt shows up, comes, lifts up, does a whole shit. You think I'm joking. And same thing with the tail and all that. And so Mida, again, aboard plan, run. And so they run to the house. Yeah, they, you know, they're safe. They didn't get sprayed or anything. But again, for you country folk, this is normal. Uh, this is normal for you. It's not normal for us city folks. You see, the crazy animals we see are those in the streets. They're the ones in the streets that we see. Thank you, sir. Um, but we're just, this is not something that we're used to. Now, even if you did grow up and and, and live at any point in the country, again, these animals are not welcome. And so the desire is to let's keep them away. Let's do whatever we can to keep them away. Um, Maybe you pick a few off, you know, don't tell me, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, If you need to, but you want to get rid of them. And Trapping. trapping is one of the oldest methods of hunting utilized by the Native Americans come the 1600s now when fur began to rise the, in, 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 as far as their value and, um, and the selling of fur. And so now a lot more trapping and hunting was taking place, but they would utilize trapping. And one, one specific trap that would be used is what's called a snare. It's called a snare. And, and so what a snare would do, and I have a few pictures. We could put them up. The first thing, or, or the, what a snare would do is it would capture the leg of an animal and it, would not, it will not let go. So this is a coyote, I think, um, <laughs> or a wolf. This is a lynx. And you can see the foot is caught, the leg is caught, and this has been outlawed, this type of trap, this lure, excuse me, this, um, 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 what did I say it was? <laughs> a uh, A snare. This has been outlawed. It's actually illegal in California as well as many states in in the United States uh, because of its inhumane nature. And so what happens is it gets stuck in um, the snare, and it tries to get loose. And so what ends up happening, it's it's pulling, it's pulling, it's pulling, and the leg becomes um, dislocated and injured, and either it's going to die in the snare or it is going to die afterwards because it can't move, and so it becomes an easy target. And so they've outlawed these snares um, in many states. But what I believe is, you see, they, they don't come just hanging around and all of a sudden get caught in a snare. What you got to realize is they're actually lured to this snare with bait. And they're caught after, again, smelling a prize that they want. And so what I want to do today is actually kind of expose a snare that I believe that the enemy has been using. Some of you are sniffing around it. Some of you are close by. Some of you have been caught. Again, whether you know it, maybe you don't even know it, but you're trying to yank yourself out of this snare, and I want to expose it today in Jesus' name so that, again, we can experience some freedom, some freedom. And so I want to open up first to Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. It says this. It says, the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. The fear of man will prove to be a snare, but those who trust in the Lord are kept safe. So then the opposite then will be true is that when you are lacking a trust or a dependency upon the Lord, that you would then... Begin to fear men, which will lead you to this snare, to this trap, when you are lacking trust in the Lord, your trust in the Lord. Now, now, now I know what some of you ex-convicts are saying, those of you that were on the prison yard level four. I know what some of you are saying. (laughs) What you're saying is this, I ain't afraid of no man. I ain't afraid of no man. Okay, that's fine. But let me just humor you in this in that. Oftentimes, when people say things like that, they are in fact exposing the fact that they are afraid of man. I'll get back to that in just a little bit. The title of my message this morning is this: "Is what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of today?" Uh, now, fear, a lot of times it gets a bad rap. And what I mean by that is the majority of the fears that we face, they're crippling and they're hindering you again uh, from what God wants you to do. <coughs> Sorry, I think I might need my as a pump for real. Um, but it gets a bad rap. Now, fear, a lot of times it is good. I think that there are some good aspects of fear. We're going to get into a passage in the book of Proverbs says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom but there's also fear, like I'm afraid of lions, tigers, and bears, and things like that. Like I'm afraid of those. The good thing about fear is it actually keeps me from danger. I'm afraid of heights as well. I told first service, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I'm afraid of heights. I'm good with that. Give me like a six-foot ladder. I'm good there. Anything more than that? No, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> if it's a spider, if it's, it's staying there, <laughs> just leave it. it, it it'll, it'll, whatever it is. Right, I mean, the, the windows on the outside of a skyscraper, they can stay dirty. right? I don't care. It's their fault they made it that tall, not mine. Just leave it dirty. <laughs> Let the, that's for the birds, literally. I, I'm not heights, no. But I'm also, again, afraid of bears, and, and that's good because it keeps me from actually being eaten by one. <laughs> I will run as fast as I can. Again, there's, uh, it's okay that if I'm in the dark of the woods and I hear... And I run. Don't blame me because I don't have to outrun Jason. I have to outrun you and and then I'll be safe. Fear will keep you from danger as well. And a 100 percent. Of us humans, we all deal with it, deal with that in one way in one way or another, we all deal with, with, with fear. again, what are you afraid of? And I tried to google and, and, and determine how many phobias there are uh, listed, and it 'll just give you a list it won 't tell you how many, and I think part of that is because the number keeps growing with how many phobias there are and uh, and i 'm going to show you a few here it 's funny, but at the same time. When you see this, you realize why this number keeps growing. For example, we have okiophobia, Oikophobia. It's the fear of houses, being in a house, home surroundings, certain item. You're afraid of the toaster, the oven, the refrigerator, or the dishwasher. <laughs> Some of us have used that excuse. I, honey, I don't do the kitchen. I don't do that. What about ergophobia? What about ergophobia? It's the fear of work or the workplace. Some of you teenagers are dealing with this. <laughs> you early 20-year-olds, you're dealing with mom, I'm afraid. Nope, can't, can't work. What about som- somnophobia? What about this one? <clears throat> it's the fear of falling asleep. Now, I've heard this one, but I don't have this fear. I'll prove it to you right now if you want me. I'll prove it. I'm not afraid to fall asleep. I do that well. Who, any nap lovers in here? Any you got some nap, Woo! yes. My wife, my wife almost bought me a shirt that said, I can't wait for my nap tomorrow. (laughs) You know, it's, I love naps. What about this one right here? Ablutophobia. It's the persistent, abnormal, and unwarranted fear of bathing, washing, or cleaning (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We could stay there for a little bit, but I won't. Um, The Bible says I got to love you. Don't say I got to hug you or anything like that. So make sure you wash up a little bit. Go wash. They, They got dry shampoo. Use something. But... These are interesting, right? So again, it's, it, it just, it's just obvious why this, norm, why this number of fears continues to grow because of it's, people are scared of a lot of different things. And we all deal with it as well. Book of Proverbs, Solomon says that the fear of man, the fear of man is a snare. It is a trap. And I'm hoping and believing and praying that we don't get caught up in this trap. <coughs> Excuse me. Three types of fears I want to I want to look at, and the interesting thing is this first one right here, phobeo, is actually where we get the word phobia from. The Greek word phobeo is this: it's a terrifying fear. It's to put you into fight or flight mode. It's this ah, and you run. You are in, in, in immediate danger, and you need to get out of there. That's a phobeo, a terrifying fear. ra is a fear. It's it, it, it's a fear based on respect based on honor, based on looking at something, and you're glorifying it. Wow. And if some of you remember the dry storm that hit us um, a few months back during the summer. I'm driving in because my family and I, we live in Castro Valley, so we're driving in from Castro, oh, I am, at about 5 a.m., uh, 4.30, and all I see is lightning everywhere. It's thunder and lightning, but no rain. And I'm driving in, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. I wasn't afraid of getting struck by lightning, but it just gave me this fear of God, this, wow, Lord, this is nothing for you. This is easy for you. This is just a little glimpse of just your glory, your power, your majesty that's being revealed right before my eyes. 40 years old, never seen anything like that in my life. But it just put this... Awesome, this reverent fear of God in my heart. Last one is harada. It's haradahs. It's, it's a trembling, extreme anxiousness. Oh oh my gosh, everything needs to be perfect. Everything needs to be in order. Every, there's actually, a, it, it, it's a Latin word, and the Latin word is... Um, It is uh, servile, servile is the Latin word for this term. And it's this, it's an overeager and excessive willingness or desire to please others. It's this fear that you go, causes you to go above and beyond crazy lengths because you can't stand the thought. You can't stand the thought of not pleasing somebody else. And so let's look at a few passages right here, kind of in in, in conjunction with these fears. The first one, again, Phobeo, Luke 12, Jesus says this, I tell you, my friends, do not be Phobeo. Do not be terrified of those who can kill the body and after that do no more. But I'll show you whom you should, Phobeo, who you should be terrified by. Be terrified by him who after your body has been killed has the authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, be very terrified of him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Do not be phobeo. Do not be phobeo. You are worth more than many sparrows. So some of you might be saying, Jesus, so which one is it? Should I be afraid? Be afraid? Be be very afraid? Don't be afraid. Like, which, which one is it, Jesus? Should I be afraid or not? And basically what Jesus is saying is don't be afraid of those who can kill the body. But yes, be very afraid and terrified by this God that can not only kill the body, but also send you into a place of eternal damnation where where the fire is never quenched, where the worm never withers, where you'd wish you can die, but you can't. This eternal separation from the Father. Be afraid of him who can do that. Yet don't walk around in terror of God. Like God is just waiting for the moment to get you. <laughs> like God is just like, boy, do it, go, do it, so I can get you. God's not like, hey, 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 is that fun for you? Okay, stop. <laughs> That's not the kind of God we serve. And He's not waiting to smite you either. Next verse, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, says this, and this is the rah. The year raw type fear, it's a respect, it's an honor, it's a reverence, looking with awe. The year raw, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so if you don't even fear the Lord in this way, you haven't even begun to be wise. You haven't even started being wise. haven't even started. You haven't even started. You may be smart, but wisdom, beginning of the of wisdom is the fear the yirah the respect and honor and reverence of the Lord and you're going to read you'll read that all throughout the book of proverbs time and time again the fear of the Lord the yirah of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom this is a healthy kind of fear again not walking around terrified but i honor and i revere and i humble myself before you God and i love you because i'm close to you it's the same kind of fear actually that children ought to and do have for their parents it's this respect it's this honor now, let me just be honest with you. Those of you that have children, and I do too, they need to have that fabio every now and then too. They need to have that terrifying type fear. How many of you guys know, how many of you guys been in the store with mom? And I got my mom in the house today. Listen, you're in the, you're in the store with mom and you, you act up and she just gives you that look. And then she's smiling too, huh? She's like... wait, wait, wait. And then this fobeo fear comes, right? Well, wait till your daddy gets home. Phobeo. <laughs> Run. Um, my sister, actually, my older sister, she, she was a little, little smart. She was smart. Not smart mouth, but she was smart. So my dad, sometimes if we all got in trouble, he would line us all up. And we had this paddle. And we would just line up, just crying, just crying, just tortured. Oh, no, Right. <laughs> But my sister, my older sister, would go and put on extra pairs of pants. She was smart. Uh, but, we, but we couldn't run because he would get us more. You know those syllable type, don't you ever just, you know. So we just had to obey. We had to But sorry, I'm kind of sidetracking. There is, sometimes we need this Fabeo type fear. And we have this Fabeo type fear uh, as a child as well. Amen. <laughs> This last one here is the one we're going to expound on a little bit more this morning. It's, again, Proverbs 29, verse 25, chapter 29, verse 25, <coughs> will we opened up with. The fear of man will prove to be a snare. And it's this trembling, this extreme anxiousness, this extreme care, this desire. You can't get out of this anxious, need to please people. And this is the fear that Solomon is saying is a snare. It will trap you up and it will hinder you. And if you get stuck in this for long enough, man, it can kill you. Going to crazy amounts of lengths because you cannot stand the thought that somebody might think less of you. Or that they don't approve of you. That they're not affirming you. You're not afraid of what somebody can do to you. So I'm going to go back to, again, those level four prison yard folks that said, I'm not afraid of no man. You're not afraid of maybe what somebody might be able to do to you physically. You're probably more afraid of somebody that you have somebody against. <laughs> You're afraid for them. But saying something like that, and you've also heard other people say, I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what nobody thinks. Again, those type of comments are more telling of the fact that you do actually care. I'm not afraid of no man. Listen, I'm more afraid that if I don't say that, people might think I am afraid of man. I'm more afraid of me not saying that and you thinking I am afraid of you than I actually am. Does that make sense? (laughs) Play it back later. (laughs) I'm more afraid of what you might think of me than what you actually might be doing to me or be able to do to me. Is that making sense? Is that resonating with any of your neighbors? Sometimes we do things out of character. There are things that we either do or don't do based on this concern, this overwhelming concern, this overwhelming fear. We're afraid of what people might think. And then sometimes you get caught in the middle where if I say yes to this, I know that God's not gonna be pleased. If I say yes, then I'm gonna be hurting the heart of God. It's gonna be be terrible. It's gonna be a terrible decision if I say yes. But if I say no, then what are they gonna think of me? If I say no then how are they gonna treat me? Where is our friendship gonna go? Where is he gonna go, she gonna go? If you guys remember in, in the book of Matthew chapter 27, there's Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate is a Roman governor and he's stuck in this middle, this middle ground. Jesus is standing before him. All the Jewish leaders are out there and they're crying out, crucify him, crucify Jesus. And Pilate's like, for what reason? He hasn't done anything deserving of this. Beyond that, He remembers his wife told him that day, have nothing to do with that man, Jesus, because I was I had nightmares all night and I've been and I've been tormented all day as a result of him. So don't do anything to him. And so Pilate's like, I hear my wife. I don't know this God, but if he's doing that to her, I don't know what else he can do. So I don't want to put this man to death because of what's happening to her. But I also hear the crowds out there yelling. And since I'm the governor, if they go crazy, I might lose my position. Something bad might happen if they cause a revolt. And so I'm stuck in the middle. Do I I fear God or do I fear the crowds? And you guys know the story. He says, I can give you Barabbas, this rebel, this murderer, or I can give you Jesus. And they said, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. So Pilate said, give me a bowl some water. I'm going to wash my hands clean. I'm not doing this. This is on you stuck in the middle. The title of this series is this. What would you do? What would you do? What are you going to do when you're caught in the middle? When you're afraid of what people are going to think of you, how they're going to judge you, how they're going to treat you, because we all fall victim to this, guys. Please, I mean, don't we all do. I mean, that's why we spend so much time in the, in the bathroom, right, getting ready. Not, not getting ready. <laughs> that's why we wear the things that we wear. That's why we do the things that we do. That's why we drive the cars. That's why we have the, that's why we, that's why we have the social media, and that's why we have our followers. And, I mean, the highlight reel is one thing, and that's what we want to promote. I mean, I, I've learned of and know people that where they sell what's called their lifestyle. And so they're on social media, and they're buying all these things because you want this lifestyle. You want this lifestyle. You see me? This is what you want. You want, you want these? You want this? And, 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 and that's everything. That becomes everything. Because these comments and these followers and, is what it's all about. It's this fear of man. It's this idea of the fear of man. I remember one time um, I had... I had um, <clears throat> I preached this message and went back on YouTube a little bit time after and just kind of was watching through and I noticed something on the screen, kind of at the bottom of the, for those of you YouTubers or people that watch YouTube, right below the screen, there's, these, there's a thumbs up and there's a thumbs down, right? And there was a thumbs down. <laughs> and I just got tripped up for a second, like, oh, what? What, what? did I, was this something I said? Was it what I was wearing that day? What was it? Why would they dislike that? (laughs) And then I started going through the list of who I thought it was, right? (laughs) Had to have been her. (laughs) Had to have been her because I saw that face she meant. But these things are going to happen, though. When, when things are good, life is good, things are easy. But once somebody disagrees with you, once somebody comes with a little bit of opposition, once somebody points something out that maybe, maybe they ought not to like about you and is probably right, ooh, what? Deleted, unfollowed. Not gonna get into all of that stuff. But how do you handle that? How do you handle that? If somebody disliked your post, if somebody disliked what you were wearing, if somebody disliked the way you said stuff, if somebody dislikes things about, how do you handle that? And when I saw that, I, I had to deal with it. I had to process it. I had to go through and say, okay, all right, Lord. They didn't like it. It's all good, whatever. But I had to keep going, and I had to process that myself. I wasn't sent in a frenzy. I wasn't freaking out because I believed that, man, I trust the Lord. Obedience. Leave the results up to him. I just trust him with the the results. Now, I believe that God isn't as concerned with necessarily removing the fear, although he is as much as he's concerned with placing a trust and a faith on the inside of you. That will then cast out this fear. He's more concerned with, man, where's the trust? Where's the faith? How do I deposit that? How do you develop this trust so that this fear of man Is now removed. A couple passages I want to look at real quick. Matthew chapter 10, verse 33 says this Jesus speaking, If you disown me before men, I will disown you before my Father. Again, this idea. Will you disown him before men or will you acknowledge him? John chapter 7, verse 13 says, But no one would say anything publicly. For fear of the leaders publicly about Jesus. Nobody would acknowledge publicly because they were afraid of the leaders. John chapter 12, verse 42. Yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in him, in Jesus, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. God wants to remove any kind of fear, whether it's phobao whether it's the ha- 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 Hadara, any kind of fear, he wants to eliminate this from our life. So then the question then is this, that you might be asking, and it's a great question if you're asking this. How do I know when I've taken this fear too far? Where, where's the line? Because I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about what people think. I'm not saying that at all, because you should care. <laughs> you should, I do care. I care about what you think of me. If you think of me as a lowlife, Think of me as a liar, as this arrogant, evil person. I care about that. <laughs> that. That bothers me. I don't want you to think that of me, and I don't think you want me to think that of you either. And, and I care about what my wife thinks about me. I care about those that I lead. I care about what are my teams, what they think of me, because I want to be able to lead well. I want to be able to know that, man, they, they, that there's a respect there. There's a love there. There's a trust there. I, I care about that, and I ought to. But again, the question then is, how far is too far, right? How far is too far? Anybody have that question? Yeah. Yeah. Five, five, six, amen. Uh, yes. How far is too far for this, for this fear to go? The book of Galatians also talks about the fruit of the flesh, the fruit of the spirit. Jesus said, you will know them based on their fruit. And so a lot of people might ask, you know, do you think they're really walking with the Lord, this and that? Listen, I can't, we can't judge anybody's salvation, but we can judge the the decisions they make, meaning we see them and we can make a judgment that it's either godly or not. We can see and judge the fruit, the fruit. And so there is an author, his name is Todd Friel, and, and um, wrote several books. He's also the, the, uh, the host of, or he over, he, he runs a show. He has a radio, a Christian radio show. He also did some work with, you guys remember Way of the Master, uh, Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron. And so he did some work with them as well in the radio ministry. But he, he, he came up with this list. He said, this is a list. He said, it's, it's kind of an umbrella, if you will, that if you're dealing with the fear of man, these are kind of the results. These are the things that you can see and identify. This is me dealing with this fear of man, this concern, this over." This overly concern of what men or women think. And here's a list right here that he went over. Oh, that's not it. (laughs) It's okay, we, we could bypass that passage. Fruit of the fear of man. And again, this might be a little bit tough to see, but sometimes when God does heart surgery, it doesn't feel good all the time. But he was saying this that when you're dealing with the fear of man, oftentimes it'll be one or many of these that you're gonna start to see in your life. You got control issues. Now, don't look to your neighbor or do any of this, none of that stuff. I gotta be in control though, because if I'm not in control, something goes wrong, they're gonna look at me differently. I have to be in control. I have to make sure this goes well, because if it doesn't, I'm the one that suffers. Control issues. You're self conscious. I don't know if they, they like me. I don't like the way I dress, the way I look. I don't know. Overly sensitive. Overly sensitive might come in here with the reactionary and defensive as well. Hey, honey, tonight, let's, let's, go, let's go out to eat. What, you didn't like what I made? <laughs> it's not good enough for you. <laughs> Overly sensitive. Everything that somebody says, oh, what what, 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 what did I do? What did I do? What? What about you? It's this fear of men. It's this fear of what they're thinking of you, how they're judging you, how they see you. Avoidance issues. I'm, just, I'm, I'm cool. I'm not. Do, I'm going to say no. Don't make eye contact. To avoidance issues. Why? Because if I do engage and I mess up, they're going to see me differently. Overly competitive. What about that? <laughs> People start laughing. First service, their latitudes. Listen, you know that guy. He he won't lose. He won't. He does not. They don't lose. Even if you lost, they don't lose. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Overly competitive. What about shy? Just, again, giving their peer pressure. This one right here, giving the gossip. Why giving the gossip? Because when somebody is giving the gossip, what they're doing is they're tearing somebody down. So that way they can build themselves up. So if you're giving the gossip, it's because you want to make yourself feel and look better. Don't handle rejection well. Now, listen, you may not care, be caring, or dealing with all these issues. I can see myself in some of these. But the overarching concern is this, is that you want to and need to be accepted. You need to be approved. You need to be affirmed. And that's when we know we start dealing with this, with this fear of man, that I have to be affirmed by people. I have to be accepted by people. And this always comes back to the gospel. It always comes back to the gospel because you see, when you receive Christ as your Lord and your savior, there's this stamp of approval that nobody can take away. That's why you see these grown men come up here, grown women come up here and they get on the altar and they come and they're weeping and they're crying out to God. Why? Because this is this love that I've, this acceptance, this affirmation that I've been looking for my entire life. And I've found it right here at the altar and this is what I need. I needed this affirmation. In fact, we actually just went through this series called Gospel Revolution. A lot of our team and a lot of us went through that. And this is what JD said was that when we lose the assurance of this approval, he said, we become hungry for idols to replace God. When we lose this, assurance of this our assurance of this approval, we become hungry for idols to replace God. You see, God, again, might be doing some heart surgery on some of us. And again, some of those roots go inside your backyard, go inside your front yard. And there's some of those plants, right? They're not coming out easy. There's one plant that we have literally, if we grab it, it will cut you. (laughs) Like that's this defense mechanism. It will cut you bad. But they're deep rooted. And so you had to go in and dig and get it out. And listen, sometimes when God starts tearing some things out of your heart, it hurts a little bit. And you feel it. But God wants us to be set free from this fear of man that I believe is holding a lot of people in bondage. You ought to care about what people think, but not to this extent. Because God approves of you. He made us all differently with various gifts. Again, we're talking about the body, right? Gifts of the Spirit, we're talking about the body of Christ coming together and we celebrate. That's why I think, you know, with with, with Paul and David, excuse me, Saul and David. You see, Saul got all jealous when everybody was saying, oh, you know, David, Saul has has slain his thousands, David his tens of thousands, and Saul was like, nope, that's not happening. Instead of applauding and saying, yes, let's do this together, David, let's go and conquer hundreds of thousands together, he's like, no, they think of me this way, I want them to think of me that way, over-concerned. I want to share with you, what does it look like to, to fear God? What does it look like to fear God and really trust Him? Again, if, we're, if God is trying to take this fear of man out of us and replace it with trust, first, you got to know Him, guys. You got to know Him. You have to know Him. Again, um, I don't know if any of you watched, ever watched that show, 24. Anybody watch 24? You know that show? A few of us, right? A few of us. If I'm stuck somewhere in a room, I want Jack Bauer with me. I'll just be honest. Amen. I trust Him, <laughs> I trust that guy to get me out. Um, those things happen. You're gonna look at your spouse. You're gonna look at your children. You just gotta trust me. But how do you trust if you don't really know that person? How do you really know him? You see, um, you see me growing up. You know, we grew up four kids uh, in, in a single parent home. But one thing that I learned growing up was I saw God come through time and time again. Every time. He would always come through. Even at like the last minute, the last moment, it's like, is he, he did, he did again. And so that's why now in my life, if we ever face a difficult situation, it's like, God is gonna come through. I know he's gonna come through because I've seen it time and time and time again, time and time again. In fact, there was at one point, there was one point where uh, there was like a $300 thing, I believe it was uh, President Obama had did. And when that had run up, We're $300 short for some bills, and I'm just gonna trust God. He's come through. Within weeks, I randomly get a raise. Guess how much? $300. I just trust him, because I know him, and because he's proven himself time and time and time again. Those who fear the Lord, they respect his word. They don't just know his word, but man, they love his word. They're obedient to his word. They hate sin. It's not that you're perfect or gonna be perfect, but man, when, when we fall in sin and when we falter, man, we, we hate it. You can't tolerate it. You can't live in it. It's one thing to fall in sin and something else to live in it. Can't stand it. And finally, the fear of the Lord looks like that you trust him, that you trust him. I love what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. Nebuchadnezzar built this golden um, Idol and said, Everybody, once we blow the trumpet, play the music, everybody's gonna bow down. And they said, No, 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 we ain't. <laughs> Somebody found him out and, and, uh, and told on him. And they said, Look, Nebbie, look, Nebbie, um, <laughs> our God can save us and he will save us. But I, but I love even more what they said after. They said, But even if he don't, Even if he don't, I'm still not going to bow. We're still not going to bow down to this idol. Even if he don't. They trust him. They trust him because they know him. They believe. David said of Goliath, who is this uncircumcised, defying the armies? Who is this dude? He ain't afraid to know Goliath. He's defying the armies. I know him trust him amen how does this all fit in the gifts of the holy spirit well i believe that if you're walking in constant fear of what people think you're not going to step out and operate in the gifts that god has given you because you're going to be more concerned with what people think the bible says we're we are a peculiar people you know that you're weird you're awkward to the world I'm, i'm cool with that i'm cool with that too i'll be as awkward as i need to But, amen. Would you bow your heads? Thanks again for joining us here at Fountain Church. For more details on how to get connected, visit us at fountainchurch.cc. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll see you next time.